Hey, what's going on, guys? Steve Van Dies here. I'm here with my boy. Hey, it's Cameron Barkey. We're part of the Thought Exchange. What's going on? Yeah, the podcast where nothing is safe. Nothing safe. And today, uh, Stevie's going off on the flat earth. That's what well, we're talking about right now before well, the show started. <laughs> he, was, he was going off on, on the flat earth. Stevie, let's I go, man. Planning, I wasn't planning on talking about this. but I wanted to bring thing. in an expert if we touch this it, subject. We, you can't, that's like an oxymoron, though. You can't find an expert on flat earth. Dude, there's experts, man. There's experts. But anyways, I was... I, Yo, I, talk to us about flat earth, though. <laughs> Yo, we're here. So, like... Um, so I look into some of the stuff that they talk about, and the stuff that the, the stuff that's ridiculous is that like everything that they explain is completely be rebuttaled. <laughs> the people on the live just dipped out. They got <laughs> like, mad. Yeah, eh? they're like, "Fuck the flat Earth. We're not staying on this." <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Oh, he's uh, Russell's got no audio. Audio's gone. Just cut out. Just cut out completely. That's okay. Yeah, I don't. I think it's okay. It's recording. I see is it? it's recording. So I don't know if it's just cutting out on yours, whether you have the live feed over there or not. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. So anyways, I keep checking out the, the different rebuttals that are going on. And, uh, and like the, most of them are easily refutable. Let's hear some, Stevie. Uh, well, they do that, what was that called? That Bedford experiment? What's the Bedford experiment? Is that Steve? what it's called? Bedford I have no idea. That's the one where they're in England and they do the water. I didn't no, even want to touch this subject, man. <laughs> They, test, oh, they no. test and they look in the water and they basically like, uh, they say that, oh, I'm, I can send the ship down and then I can actually see the end of uh, it, see the ship uh, as long as I kind of like zoom in on them and I can see them. So uh, what's, the, what's the math that they use though? Because I remember in that Bedford experiment, it was in England somewhere and it was a straight river for a, for a certain amount of time. And they're saying with the formula, with the curvature of the earth. I think the formulas that they're using is one, I think the formula is wrong. Two... Uh, the fact that light bends with gravity, oh, but gravity doesn't exist in flat Earth either. So how do you explain that to the flat Earthers? Because gravity doesn't exist. They don't exist. believe in gravity, no. So like, because the light is bending, I'm just like, like, how do you even explain that? It's like you literally can kind of see almost over a curve as the light bends over it, anyways. So, but they would be like, oh, that's a, what is a mirage? They just they just don't comprehend how that even works. That's weird. I don't even know where this started. But you know what? Back in the day, they actually did feel that the earth was flat for a long time. Yeah? That was a long, long, long time ago. It was a well-believed thing that the earth was flat. Well, yeah. I don't know. Like, it's hard. Like, I guess people's realities is people's realities, right? That's the thing. So if someone walks out the doors and they can, everything around them seems flat, then I guess it's flat. You know, like, that's just what the reality is. Like, I haven't been up in space, so I'm just going based on what people tell me or people, you know, teach me. But it makes sense. Space does? Well, what they say makes sense. But, you know, there's a lot of... Sh My whole reality has been shifted lately. So, like, I don't know. I don't know what to believe anymore. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> you know? So... Just don't go straight flat earth on me, Stevie. <laughs> don't go flat earth. That whole idea stresses me out sometimes. Talk to me about, talk to me about your, your, your film, uh, Fascinated Planet, Fantastic Planet. What do you mean, my film? Talk man? to me about this film that you're like, you're raving about. You're raving about this film. You were so excited about it today. I, I, <laughs> I, I couldn't get in, you couldn't get enough of it. You're just like, yo, man, you gotta check out this film. Tell us about the film. What's the film about? Okay, Stevie, we gotta dive back a little bit because okay. we watched a movie called The Cell. 
and I'm going to hit you up with that one. The Cell. The Cell. Okay. 2000 movie. Uh, uh, Jenny from the Block. Jenny from the Block. And that what's was his fa- that was, was his face? Uh, there was a couple. Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn was in that one, and the same thing that 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 uh, that guy who plays the the um, uh, the villain in uh, Daredevil. He's, he's in it. Who's and, he and he's also in Law and Order, and he's always like the, the villain in Daredevil. Yeah, was that the rapist, weird ass guy? Oh, if anyone. If anyone hasn't watched the movie The Cell from 2000... Yeah, your spoiler alert. The massive spoiler <laughs> coming up because we're going to talk about pretty much the whole thing. But that movie was freaking insane. Yeah, we're going to rip it apart here. Rip it apart? What do you mean rip it apart? Well, like in a sense that like oh, we're going to tell you everything. Tell you happened. everything about it. Yeah. So, so that's where that Fantastic Planet thing came from. But how did you find it? Like, I don't understand. Were you looking for it? Or like, how did Which you, Fantastic Planet? How did you even find this movie from 1973? Dude, and it was like the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I... <laughs> I, I was like, I was actually excited, ready to watch it until they started speaking French. And I'm like, where's the English version of it? Yeah, this? 1973. Uh, what's, what's the guy's name? Lalou? Lalou, the director, the person who made it. Last name, Rene Lalou. L-A-L-O-U-X. Okay. I'm just going to say it's Lalou. Um, but yeah, it's all French. Insane movie. But we're talking about The Cell, though. No, uh, okay, well, what do you want to know about The Cell? Well, the reason I started watching this movie called Fantastic Planet was because of the cell. Okay. And then No, okay, so <laughs> what's the correlation? How did you how did you Okay, so we watched the movie The Cell and then you went into looking for this movie called Fantastic Planet or Well, I knew that I knew that in the movie The Cell, there's a lot of uh it's 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 highly acclaimed for its artwork, its panoramic like it's like it's, The Cell. The Cell is. Yeah, yes. it's for its artwork and it's for its uh, shots. Because at the time, it was like cutting-edge type of shots. That the they cinematography were using. was pretty dope. And the cinematography for the time, or even now, is pretty sick. Like, yeah, they were doing some pretty wild cinematography. A lot of like, uh, a lot of the same stuff that Stanley Kubrick would do, where they were doing like a lot of um, um, symmetry on the shots. Yeah, there was a lot so of a symmetry, lot of, but there was all of not shots. a lot of symmetry. It was like, what's going on with this shit? Like, there was some weird stuff in there. Like, they chopped a horse up. Yeah, that's and a, the horse was still alive. That's like a famous scene. Like, it got vacuum sealed. Yeah, it like the horse just got vacuum that, sealed. That wasn't. That was a nod to something else. The horse. That was like an art exhibit that they had. That was like a nod. That that they. A lot of people say that the movie The Cell is like extremely pretentious, because a lot of that is like uh, artwork. And and how like they've taken artwork like other people's artwork and then wrote a movie around people's uh like, a little crazy, bit craziness. Um, do you remember when Vince Vaughn goes into he goes into the mind and he, he wakes up in the sand and there's those those girls that are like the three, the the three girls and, they go and they're like, just like yeah that's like coming a, after your spirit yeah your soul. that's like a famous piece of artwork that thing like that that thing where they're stunned and then they they go back and they're staring at the sun and then I looked into it and then that's what put me onto this fantastic planet movie <laughs> so you started chasing down so you started chasing down the different artworks to find a different artwork of, of the cell. This is the rabbit hole. This is how the rabbit hole started. This is how the rabbit hole started into me on YouTube. <laughs> and and then, then I ended up on that Put Locker website then, <laughs> because like you have to like... like and then you spent two hours watching the Fantastic The most Planet. fucked up thing I've ever seen in my life, yeah. And even like I watched this review of these guys talking about the cell and they were going off on like Fantastic Planet and stuff. And they're like, yo, there's another movie that I saw watch that's a that. time machine. Which one's this it's one? It's supposed to be considered like Fantastic Planet. Like I was looking like Time Machine is like similar to Fantastic Planet. The name Time Machine? Yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, like this is... Okay, so... So, okay, we'll start off with The Cell. We're bouncing so around, yeah. We're bouncing around. So we'll, we'll stick to The Cell. So the movie The Cell is pretty wild. So basically the concept behind this movie is that uh, uh, Jennifer Lopez 
uh, is trying to, a kid's in a coma and he's kind of stuck in his brain. And she's entering a machine and they basically, she goes into his consciousness and she tries to like pull him out of this. This could this comatose comatose state that he's in, and in this comatose state, he's kind of like, he's kind of been trapped by the boogeyman. He the kid was calling it the boogeyman, which is like a demonic. It, it was like a demonic essence, but because it was a small demonic essence, it was just the, the boogeyman. boogeyman. It wasn't anything it wasn't, too scary. It wasn't anything too scary, but then <laughs> they cross reference that with the fact that there was a um, serial killer, who also fell into the same comatose, comatose state. state from the same disease that the kid had. And he had one of his victims that was in this machine that... That was the cell. That was the cell. Oh, that's... That makes sense, right? Okay. okay. I'm going to say that, the cell. So that was good, yeah. So she was like in a he was cell. A, he was a serial killer and he would do and some really weird, fucked up shit. Like the weirdest shit I've ever... Like it was like... It was like fucking sensory overload to the max. I was just some, like... Some of what the imagery... kind of the weird shit? Like... <laughs> This guy going through like he's he's killing people through drowning them and then well what do you like, essentially what this guy would do himself. oh it was up. essentially what this guy would do is he would find female victims he would knock them over the head oh he he used he, the dog he used his dog yeah oh he used man his dog he to said trap them yeah he'd use his dog to trap them so like women would go into parking lots uh, at nighttime and then he would he trained his dog to pretend that the car backed up into it but what he really did was he put a cement block on the ground behind the tire behind the tire so when the woman backs up she hits this thud and then the dog's trained to go arr, arr, and then and then lie there. and then play dead and then he and then the lady comes out of the car sees this quote-unquote dead dog and then he comes up from behind and the chloroform or whatever the hell and captures her captures her shoves these girls in these this little like cell this glass room in like this basement just with cameras pointing at like it like an aquarium like an aquarium, and then he just puts them in there with uh, some food, a toilet, a sink, and a bed, like a jail cell. And there's just a shower, and that's it. And a drain. And a, and a drain, but the drain's not a drain. It, it shoots water up, too. And then he literally would just have these girls in there for like four or five days or something and turn the water on and just watch them yell and scream and cry and get scared and trying to escape, and that's kind of what he would get off on. So it was like yeah, so a really wild-ass movie. This is the weirdest thing. So he has cameras watching this girl. So this is the level of craziness that this guy is going through. He has levels watching this, this, this cell as the water levels are starting to go up. He's watching it from a remote area with his previous victim already been cut out and turned into a doll laying on him. Oh, it was just wild. It's gross. I can't was, even think about it. That, that thing stuck in my head. It I, was that, too many. It that was, scene was too gross. There was too many. But anyways, what ends up happening is that this guy's mind was completely... It was the most fucked thing I've ever seen. It was completely gone. It was completely gone. And now he's gone into a comatose state. And because they have a girl that's trapped and it's on an automated system, they need to go into the guy's head to, to find out. out where the girl is. Yeah, his next victim. His next victim is so in. Is just her. yeah, just got put in the cell, but they've got a couple days in order to save her. Forty eight hours. Forty eight hours before she drowns. Before the and he had it all set up where the whole the shower would go off at a certain time and yeah and yada 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 and he'd come in and clean it up and do. He had like a whole system of how he was getting these girls and it just escalated to where he was doing some really wild shit. So when J Lo goes inside his brain, the first thing she encounters is this little boy, who's dealing with some weird stuff already like they killed a horse like the little boy killed a horse with a machine but yeah. like 
but basically his subconscious saw himself as a little boy but then all of a sudden the environment starts changing getting weird and the next thing she knows she's in front of the the demon king like satan de- himself satan himself who took over his mind who's like what are you doing here yeah, yeah, that was a crazy ass scene. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty wild. And th- this was a movie I, w- I explicitly and exclusively wasn't allowed to watch by my parents. I can as a see kid. why. Like, it was pretty demonic. Like, yeah. it's a pretty demonic film. It's pretty weird and crazy. But it also. But we were talking about this too because the thing is, is that this film very much resonates what's going on with people's brains today. Dude, that movie scared me. I didn't sleep that night, and it's been like stuck with me. Well, I can see that. You've been like, you've been Google searching. Like, yeah, because I was like, yo, this movie, it was sick. Like, the cinematography of it yeah. was like dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yo, where'd they get the ideas for this? Because the shit just doesn't pop up. Like, yeah. they, they, those ideas and that cinematography and that stuff all came from like different artwork and stuff, which I thought was really cool. But a lot of the reviews that I've read on that movie are they didn't like that Vince Vaughn was in it. They made fun of that, which I thought he did a great job. I think he did a good job too. Yeah, so he did, he did an awesome job. I, but people are like, it just didn't fit. And then they're like, Jennifer Lopez, or why is she in this movie? It makes no sense. Like, the, people were kind of mad at that thing. I think they were both probably at their peak of their careers at that point, too. That's why they probably got those films. Yeah, that makes you know, sense. Like, they get, they like, oh, like, she's pretty popular, so let's... let's 2000, Jennifer Lopez was the, the tits, man. She was like, it yeah. was like Madonna, Jennifer Lopez, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera. It was up there, yeah, like, top. But yeah, that's what... That, that movie was like, it, that resonated with me because... They made that movie so ridiculous that people didn't think it was real. But, like, that movie was, like, really real. That's what we're saying. Like, it's, if, if you're watching it, it's over the top. But if you toned it down maybe by even uh, to a quarter of what it was showing you. I'd say even less than a quarter because, like, <laughs> like that eighth, scene where he eight, was, like... Yeah, yeah it's, it's exactly what's going on in people's brains right now. Like, they just got... Just the, the battle versus the good battle, versus evil. The battle versus evil and, like, the, the, the constant bickering within your brain... And the, the way that they kind of just whisper and, and, and temptations and all that stuff into your ears. Uh, that's kind of how they get in. So it's a lot of people are, are dealing with a lot of that same stuff. Yeah, so Jennifer Lopez goes into this person's, this, this guy's brain. And she sees like him as a kid. Uh, and his dad was like, took like, a hot iron to him and burns it was him. Just super, like, like, it was super weird and aggressive. Like... Again, over the top aggressive. Like I can't even imagine anyone being like that ridiculous. Oh, it's because he was playing with dolls. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He didn't, he want, was, his, he didn't he want his son playing, playing with, with dolls, dolls, so then he burns him with a, a iron, a hot iron, a hot iron. But then that's that's why yeah, he 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 would bleach his victims and make them look like dolls. That's why he did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. It he, was it was what. But anyways, now let's move on to what the because that saw was a little much. But I, I'm curious about Fantastic Planet. Tell me a little bit about what the Fantastic Planet's about. Fantastic Planet, 1973 film from Rene Cannes, 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 Cannes it, it won Cannes Awards. It won a Cannes Film Festival <laughs> Award. This movie, this movie is insane. It okay, won a Cannes Film Festival. I don't know. I, don't know. Wild. I actually, it was a crazy movie. So this movie, uh, we're moving on to another one, and uh, it's about the Drags, D R A A G, and these are like D-R. these AAG, these big alien creatures, like these blue okay. creatures. And then the Ohms, A-O-H-M-S, I think, the Ohms. And they're on a planet called Yegeg. I don't know. All this stuff was alien and like... Uh, it was it, a science fiction film. It was right? a science fiction film. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it, was, it was just crazy because it was things 
that never could happen on planet Earth that were happening on this other planet. Like, picture another planet with a bunch of shit going on in it that could not happen here. And I was like, wow, who came up with this? But essentially the movie was these big blue aliens were uh, using human beings as their pets and keeping them illiterate and not able to read, right? And they were, they were making their pets do things like we make our pets do things. And it was just, they would be playing with their pet. Like you'd have like a little, the, the movie had a young girl playing with her pet Terry, T-E-R-R, or Tur, sorry, T-E-R-R, Tur. And the young alien girl was playing with Tur. Like a young girl, a human girl would be playing with a dog or a bird or whatever. And just making But it these, was an alien playing with a human. But it was an alien playing with a human. And like we do dumb shit for our dog, with our dogs, like make them play fetch and do that. They would do that with the, the, the humans. They would make them play fetch. The human would bring it back. And I'd be like, why the frick are you throwing this thing? Like, I'm giving it to you. Like, it was just, it was, that was the premise of the movie. But uh, the, the council, like the alien council, like the chancellors and the head people in government, didn't think that the human beings, the alms, were, should we exterminate them or should we keep them and let them around? Because there's tame alms and then there was uh, wild alms. Jeez. This is the exact same story from the Anunnaki. I have no idea, Stevie. It's, it's like the exact same thing, like where there's a whole, there, that's, that premise of what you said is the same, basically, uh, um, um, what is it called? Uh, what's the name of the guy? Inu, Enoch? 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 Inu, Enoch, I think is. E-N-O-C-H, Enoch? I think, no, not Enoch, it was Inky. So Inky... So apparently Inky did the same thing. You basically Tell me about Inky. So it was supposed it's the same kind of concept where they had the council and uh, they had interbred uh, the, the species, the genes, with the high prate uh, mammals of, of Earth and, uh, and created these beings that were, that were now interbred and like part Anunnaki and part, and part Earthling. So they, they would go to the council and go, well, what do we do with them? Right, because they're they're half. Inky basically went and, and bred his own species because he was turning them into a slave species. Yeah, and they said, well, they are Anunnaki because like they have our DNA, like they have our so they're they're like us. But but the problem was is that they still had their beastly or their uh, aggressive side to them from the human from the wild beast side of them. Oh, so yeah. Inky's supposed to basically like. He got a limited amount of time to to fix it. Yeah. Before they went in there and they were the council would come in and, and wipe them all out. And I'm just like, yo, man, this story sounds way too familiar. Like that story sounds like exactly like the same story. The Strange Planet one? Or sorry, you Fantastic just, Planet. Fantastic Planet sounds exactly like that. Yeah, no, that that's planet. why I was watching it and I was like, yo, there's some truth to this thing. There's something to that. And then the the story of like the the Anunnaki and, and, and Inky and all those like I started looking at some of the stuff. I'm like, I think that the the Anunnaki were the fallen angels, because like if you look at the at the, at the um, um, some of the, the 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 characteristics of the drawings of the Sumerians did of them, they had wings. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. That they, they're they're like these eight foot nine foot creatures that have wings, on them, and like so you're just like, oh, I didn't even notice before. I didn't even notice that before that they had wings. So like it's just like. In these hieroglyphs? In the hieroglyphs. I've never seen that. You've never seen it? I'll look into it tonight. Look into it tonight. Like, if you look into the Anunnaki, 
those are the hieroglyphs that they have it. I wish I, could, I wish we could show these to the people. Um, Trying to figure it out, yeah. Put it on the TV. So like, uh, so it's like some of these hieroglyphs, like they had these wings, right? Like so, uh, and then they would they would talk about all these root plants and trees and all that other stuff. So it's uh, is this written in a book somewhere? The story of Inky. Uh, Where are you getting this? Yeah, well, yeah, you could look up the story of Inky. You'd be able to find it. How do you spell that? I N K Y? Because I've heard that before. Inky. Inky. Yeah, I know this. I just can't remember when I read it or heard it. So Inky, yeah. So Inky is like one of these, uh, like one of these Anunnaki type characters, right? But they're like they're like these these hieroglyphs that they have. I don't know if you can see that one or if that's the specific one you can see. But they have these. Uh, uh, they have these wings. See, like here you go, boom. This is this exact same one. So like they they're rocking wings, bro. So like I'm I'm starting, like that's whole story with the with the. Uh, oh yeah, I guess it does have wings. Yeah, with the um, Egyptians and all that other stuff. It, it 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 it's like right in alignment with Enoch's story of the uh, of the uh, fallen angels and the uh, uh, and all of the teachings that they did with like their teachings of like. Um, root cutting and astronomy and language and all that other stuff. And they were basically teaching all that shit. Who was? The Anunnaki. Which to I, who? To the human race that they created. Yeah. Which is, would have been the same thing from like, so the story of the Anunnaki is, is that the, they had intermixed their DNA with with, uh, that didn't happen in this fantastic. There was no intermixing of stuff. No, but I'm saying in, that's how they, they created the DNA with the humans, right? Yeah. The Anunnaki created the DNA with the humans. In this, the book of Enoch, what happened was it was the fallen angels that, that fell in love with the sons of the daughters sons of man, man. Daughters of man, and yeah. And they bred, they bred with them, yeah. which then in turn turned Nephilim, which were the giants, yeah. right? So like, how did that physically work? Which one? How does a 12-foot angel bang a 5-foot well, for a human? Well, they, they were shapeshifters, were they not? I have no idea. I wasn't there. Like, because they had to come back down in a physical form at that point too, right? Yeah, what was their physical form? Because the Nephilim were like 10 feet tall. No, the Nephilim were... were they were giants, were, were they not? The Nephilim were not the ones that actually like... The Nephilims were the ones that were part human, part part angel. Mm -hmm. They were the inbreds. Not they inbreds. Were, like the... Uh, the offspring. Offspring, yeah. Inbred and offspring, no, 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 two no, different no, things, no, yeah. man. The offspring of the fact that the angels... And the and the females bred because mm -hmm. they were just taking them on as their own. Yeah, how does that how does that work? That's a big freaking. That's have you ever seen that picture of Shaq with his girlfriend? No, 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 no. no. But you got to remember, the angels are not massive. They're not massive beings. They're not. They're not giants. And how do these people end up that tall? Because they have that weird mixture of uh, of, of genetics to get the mutation. So the the, the giants and the and the stuff came in from the interbreeding of the two. Yeah, I know, but like, let's say you have one tall male, one tall female, you're going to get a tall kid. Unless they're like two different species and you get a mutation, which is what they were getting. Ah, uh, okay. That... Which, were, which the mutations were the giants, which were the Nephilim, which were like, they were demigods. Like, they weren't gods, but they weren't human. Yeah, no, yeah, no, demigod, so they half demigods, god. They're half Demi -half, god. Demi-half, yeah. And, they, and because of the fact that they were not from there or here, their souls had nowhere to go. Yeah. So they were basically trapped into this realm. Like they could not leave. They could not go back into the Holy Land. So why did Enoch get taken out of the Bible? 
Why is that I book? Think, why I is that book booted? I got booted, eh? Yeah, I think because I, the canon, I think they booted it out because I think it was too far fetched for people to believe. Dude, that's deep. What else has been booted out of the Bible? There's a bunch of books that have been booted out of the Bible. Yeah. Like there's like there's a. Uh, yeah. So what the heck's going on, Stevie? Yeah, they've they've trimmed it down to basically help uh, layman's layman's or to deal with the theology of of because uh, they remember they had that council. The Catholic Roman, the Roman Catholics had a council, and they, they decided which books were going to go in the canon and which ones were not, and they chose sixty six of them. Yeah, and they but they, like they but like they cut a bunch. There's a bunch of different. Like books if you look out. at all the Gnostic books, the Gnostics all got, they didn't even know about the Gnostic books. They all got booted out. They're not in the books, but like there's a lot of there's a, there's the Book of Thomas that had a lot of that had a lot of sayings. Like if you read the Book of Thomas, I'm like, yo man, I don't understand why the Book of Thomas is not in the Bible. This is pure. Like, all of the stuff that's in there, they're parables. Like, Jesus' parables. Like, straight up. And you read them, I'm like, yeah, he totally said this. Yeah, he totally said this. Totally said this, too. Like, it's just one parable after another. But that's all it is. It's just a book of parables. But they booted it from the Bible. What else has been trimmed out in the Bible, then? Uh, Book of Mary got booted out. Yeah. I think the Book of Mary got booted out because it has some contradictions in there. Jeez. Like, we're like... I think at that time, too, they didn't think that the females were... Pro- I don't know, again, but I don't think that they... Because what happened was, is Mary was actually at the, had a tendency to know more than what the disciples did. Based on the book, Yeah, she knew more than Peter. Like Because so she was in on it. Well, she was, she, the book that she wrote... Basically, what happened was is that she well, she was closer a, to Jesus than Peter was, obviously. That's what that's so what, she knew what, more. She would know more than Peter. But that's what Peter was uh, that kind there was an argument. She would tease like because she would say this. Jesus said this, and he said, "Well, how come he said it to you and not to any of us?" So Doesn't that's make my, any sense. That's my wife, man. Well, yeah, but this, that's what uh, that's what they were pissed off about, right? Like, and there's there's that argument in the book. Yeah. So and then there's big gaps of it missing. Like there's like whole chunks of it missing from there. So you only get some bits and pieces of the story uh, of the book of Mary. Like there's huge chunks missing. So the book of Adam and Eve is gone. Like there's Adam and Eve goes into a deep story. Like it wasn't just a one-time thing where uh, Satan, was, Satan, Satan was tormenting the shit out of them. Like they were living in caves. So they got booted out. <laughs> they get booted out out of the garden and they're living in caves and then... Like naked and cold and like and they, and no Satan, food. And Satan continuously like, like tormenting them the whole time, like in the in this thing. And they're just like, just we've been gone for forty days, and they're just pleading, trying to get back into heaven, because they got kicked out from the mistake that they made, and they couldn't get back in. So there was like all these other books that got kicked out and stuff like that. It's just interesting. Yeah, that's wild that all those guys got kicked out. Yeah, some of those got kicked out, and then you reading like I'm reading some of these other ones like. The book, the which one am I on right now? I'm on. Um, uh, I'm reading Exodus again. Yeah, and that's that's a difficult book to read, man, because it's like, it's uh, it's, it's got a lot of darkness to it too. Like there's Exodus. Some, yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of weird stuff that's going on there. Like you, can, I can look at the story from a, from afar because I know the story of like you know that's the story of uh, Moses. You know, but there's just some weird things that just happen that I just can't, like, I haven't fully figured out what the hell's going on. It's here. not weirder than Fantastic Planet, man. No? <laughs> Dude, I was tripping balls this morning on Fantastic Planet. You watched it this morning? Yeah. Do they have an English subtitle version of it? It was subtitles in English, yeah. 
They do? Yeah. So you were watching in English? I was watching... Uh, I need that link because I was trying to watch it. Yeah, see, you were getting mad at me talking like, what LSD trip are you on right now? I was like, bro, I'm on Fantastic Planet. <laughs> I watched the trailer and I was like, what is this? <laughs> it, was, Dude, it's it was the weirdest trailer I've ever seen in my I life. I borderline want to watch it again. I'd actually be down to watch that shit again. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be down. We'll connect it to the TV and we'll throw it on. Jeez. But. It, uh, what ended up happening with that movie was they, the Oms were getting exterminated, decided to fight back, and then uh, they shot a bunch of them to, into space. They shot a, the Oms had a couple rockets yeah. because they were getting exterminated, so they're like, hey, we got to get out of here, and they shot into space. Yeah, and the Oms like the humans? Humans, yeah. yeah. And then they uh, started to colonize another planet. Uh, one of the Oms escaped. The story is told by one of these Oms that escaped from uh, being a pet. And they had these little collars, and they would uh, they would call the, the if the arm like went away from the drag the alien. This sounds so messed up. They'd hit this little they'd hit this little <laughs> button on their wrist, and then the guy would fly back. But he was he was educated. He uh, he was able to read the the alien language because yeah. he would he would sit with the girl and learn everything that the girl was learning when she was taking her school classes. So she would have her pet. In there when she was in school. Oh, so he was learning but pretending not to he learn. He was learned but pretending not to learn. But like animals do the same thing. Like they sit in with us when we do things. They take in the same we don't, shit. Because we don't think that they're picking We don't up. think they're picking anything up, right? <laughs> but they could just be like sitting on, like I, I grew up with parrots, right? My parrot could be sitting on my shoulder and I could be watching a TV show or learning or something. It could be right there with me. And she was. My, my bird was with me all the time. That was weird. I saw a video of you. With, I saw a video with this guy with his bird, and I'm just like, you were feeding your bird, and I'm like, you got a bird, and you guys are just hanging out together, and you would just like take the bird, and the bird would fly on your finger, and you'd put him on a perch, and you guys would just sit there, and you were in a bathtub with fully clothed. And I was fully clothed in a bathtub. Tub. Yeah, it just was, beatboxing. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was a weird. Video. Yeah. Oh, this is crazy. Shout out <laughs> to Cloud Nine. Actually, Cloud Nine's a producer, and he makes a lot of beats. And there's this weird sex scene that's in this Fantastic Planet movie. And he made he took he sampled that thing and made a beat for me. And this is even crazier. I wrote an entire concept album uh, like twelve years ago called Og Vorbis O G G Vorbis, which I didn't know at the time. But it's like a codec. It's like .mp3 .this .that .whatever. There's .og Vorbis. I don't know what the heck Og Vorbis is. Like you can bounce something out in Og Vorbis. Have you heard of Og Vorbis? Yeah, you can bounce something out in uh, uh, what like. Pro Tools or whatever, you can bounce out .og Vorbis. I don't even know what it is. But uh, my title track off of that album is called Og Vorbis, and it's about this planet that I created in my head. I'm probably making myself sound like a crazy person, but it was like this planet I created in my head, and I wrote an entire album about this like alien species and this stuff, and I had no idea that the, the, the song, the main title for that, that, that track that I made, and that whole album was from Fantastic Planet, was an alien place that was a bunch of made-up shit. So I'm listening to this, and this weird sex scene's going on. It's like the, 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 the whole thing starts playing. I'm like, I've heard this before. And I was like, whoa, what the hell? This is the beat that Cloud9 made me. Like, so sick. I was so hyped. <laughs> it was nuts. It's a crazy beat, too. whole album's nuts. It's like, yeah, I just created this weird alien planet thing. We were talking about this the other day, too, talking about science fiction. <clears throat> About uh, Ron Hubbard. What was he doing? Remember how we were talking about how uh, we? How did we get onto Ron Hubbard? We were talking about how selling books and how to avoid the taxing. 
And that's why he basically started his... Uh, oh, because I figured out how freaking little kids in Africa get fed and where the money comes from. Oh, Remember? Because yeah. I, I ended up... I was cooking breakfast yeah, and yeah, I turn yeah, over yeah, to the yeah. TV and I see... It's like one of those Christian, like, feed the little kids in Africa. But like, it was a business, man. Like, I don't, trust, I don't trust some of those things. I'm like, this is a straight-out business, man. Dude, like, I pieced it all together. Yeah. Yeah, it's because they put... Uh, in the small print. They put in the small print what was going on. Retail value. Yeah. Re- retail value. Okay, so this is, uh, this is, this is what happened. Uh, I'm, I'm watching TV. I'm, uh, I'm looking at the... He's got, it, he's got the TV set up on the, tr- on, the, on the church network. Yeah, I got it on the Christian TV, <laughs> which you do. Which is, yes, TV. Which is which you. Which I get caught watching it too. Yeah. Well, I've never watched one of those like UNICEF commercials in my life. It's just one of those things that are always on. In the background. In the background, you're just like, oh, there's another kid dying or whatever. Like, when you're a kid, you're watching one of those. But as an adult, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to sit and watch one of these commercials and see what these things are really about. So I'm watching it. And how it went out was you can donate to this one company. I'm not going to say their name. You can donate to this one company, $10, uh, $50, or $100. And they say that $10 feeds 10 kids, $50 feeds 5... No. $10 feeds 10 kids. So 50 would feel 50 kids. 50 kids. $100 would feed 100 kids. That's what it was. It was pretty much a dollar a kid. Yeah. Right? I believe so. Yeah, yeah, it was it was something like that. And then you had a thousand dollars. Next jump after that. And then the next jump was a thousand dollars, and that feeds a hundred children. Yeah, right. And they were really pushing for the thousand. But when you donate thirty dollars, you get like some weird little manuscript or something. When you donate a hundred bucks, you get this like, or when you donate fifty dollars, they give you for free uh, this book. When you donate a hundred, you get like this really sick Bible or something. Like it's leather bound, and you get. And they're just showing off this Bible with this leather uh, bullshit. These, these that are the gifts with it. you're getting. These are the gifts that you're getting. Your gifts. Your, these gifts, and then the thousand dollars, you get this weird little gold statue of like a shepherd or something like that. But at the very end of the commercial or the very end of the show, uh, it said in small print on the very bottom, it said FMV and then equals each one of the items that are given away, quote unquote, for free. So the book was like, you know, like $9 and the Bible was so like $12. F, 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 so for free, so FMV, FMV means free market value. Fair market value. Fair market value. Yeah. So it's not, it's not cost, it's what they can sell it for. Yeah, it's what, it's what you could sell the book for. It's not what they paid for it. Yeah. So there's so wholesale so, and, and market value so of something. So let's say if the Bible, the, Bible, the Bible was $25 or 30 bucks. Fair market value, 30 bucks. For thir- which means there's $20 left in your $50 deposit. But uh, so they would take their $30 to pay back for the book, right? Because that's the fair market value. So that's the cost of the book because they're selling the book. They're not, uh, they're they're not, not giving away they're not, for They're not giving away for free. They're not giving away a cost. No, no. They're no. not giving it at cost. Because so they bought the, let, let's say they bought the book for $10. But they can sell it for thirty. They're taking that twenty dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So they're buying books for ten dollars, and selling to you as a gift for thirty dollars. Yeah. For free when you give them a hundred dollars. Yeah. So take thirty dollars out of that equation. That hundred dollars which leaves twenty dollars. Which leaves twenty bucks left. Yeah. Twenty bucks left. Yeah. And exactly. Then, and then legally they can take thirty percent. A non for profit. So you can take thirty percent yeah, of the profit. They could take thirty percent of that. So they take another thirty percent off that twenty dollars, which is ten yeah, percent would be two think, bucks. Because people would think that non non for profit means that they don't make any money. It it's not true. Non for profit means that 
money stays in the company. But so you can send it out via uh, paychecks and staff costs and labor costs. So what happens is, is like most of those non-for-profit guys will make like a $200,000 salary in their non-for-profit organization. Well, the damn guy on the thing had a Rolex they, on. I'm not, Rolexes are dope. I'm not like, they're sick yeah, but watch. But I'm just like, dude, man, like you're wearing a Rolex. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, it was like, just kind of weird. It was Rolex. a... At least take the Rolex we off. The guy selling it to you. I'm like, at least, at, least put on, at least put on your shepherd's outfit. Yeah, this freaking guy's wearing it. He, he wasn't wearing anything like crazy, but the Rolex was on. And I'm, I'm not a, a crazy guy with watches knowing exact worth or value, but it was uh, gold. I knew that. And it, was, uh, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a Submariner. It wasn't a yacht, um, uh, what is it, yacht maker, whatever that one's called. It was just a Rolex that it looked very expensive to me. Yeah. Right? And I was well, like, yo, you know this, one's, this one's an expensive one. That's the same, same thing that I noticed too when I was watching that uh, Wild Country, when I was uh, watching uh, for um, Osho. Which one's Wild Country? Wild Country. Remember the one, that show I was watching with you and you were like, yo, man, I can't watch this. About, but, the, about the cult? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's, I couldn't watch it because it's like in, in episodes. I want to start it from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, the same thing was like Wild Country. Like you could see when the guy flipped because at some point he was like, it was holy, it was holy, it was holy. And then all of a sudden, he's just like, there was a flip that happened. Something switched in him. And then all of a sudden, he's surrounded by all these Rolexes. Oh, this is that Osho Ro- guy. Yeah, and all these Rolls Royce. He had like 50 or 60 Rolls Royce, and he was covered in Rolexes. And then his, his, uh, his shaman suit went from like this, this uh, humbled suit to like this fine linen. He's balled out? <laughs> balled out. Did he have a turban? Yeah, but it was like a furry It was like one of those big ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yo, man, this guy's balling With like out a gem now. in the middle yeah, and shit. Yeah, it just turned into like a... I was just like, yo, man, this guy sold out at some point here. Like, he was just pulling in... And everyone else was just wearing their orange jumpsuits. And I'm just like... <laughs> Did they all commit, commit suicide? No, no, no. Oh, okay. It wasn't like one of those cult things? No, no. Like some David Koresh shit? That was... Yeah, that's some weird shit where they all drink the Kool-Aid. They all drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> you know what I'm wondering? That's though? messed up. How do you get people to do that? Well, I'm wondering about that. Like how... Like it's the same thing as communion. Yeah, Everyone but... Everyone drinks it. Like if someone just poisoned it... No, they know they're killing themselves when, when they make them... That's what we assume because they drank it. But what if they were just doing communion and someone just masked... No, 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 no. There's, there's videotape of it. What? There's, video, there's videotape of people being in there. I've watched it and it was yeah. fucked. Uh, I don't know if it was the David Koresh. Uh, that they all, were they having a discussion about it? Yeah, they're having a discussion about who's taking it. And then they're just like, fuck, I'll take the poison. And there's videotape of people just drinking this shit and knowing they're going to die. It was the creepiest video I've seen. Yeah, it was in... Uh, that, that David Koresh one in Waco, Texas went crazy. Like it, Waco, the, Texas, the place got lit on fire. Everyone got lit up. Like The FBI was there. It was like a standoff for a couple days. People got shot and killed. Were they in there with weapons too? Yeah, yeah. Because it was like a, the same thing it was a full-on firefight. And then they all this, burned alive The same thing shit. was happening with this uh, with the Osho stuff. Is that like they were taking over and then they because they were being um, they were being attacked kind of thing, they all started to militarize. And they started to teach them how to use... Use guns. Yeah, that's what the, yeah, <laughs> David Crash like, was doing that. Yeah. They make these little militaries. And they become is, super loyal to this, the point where they'll kill themselves This for is what it. I'm saying. Like At some point, like those organizations get taken over and they become like dark. Dude, they I think they... Dark. Uh, David Crash is fucked from the start. Like That guy's dark from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, there's no like... He's trying to do it from a pure, holy, and nice, loving place. He's like crazy in the head. But how do you get so many people together in one spot that they're like... 
cool enough with you to get them to kill themselves for well, it. Well, it's it's that whole it's the whole that's a it's that's the crazy salesmanship. Around, it's a whole concept around the the love uh, blanket veil. It's the whole push on the love thing, and it's it, but it's a veil. They use it as a veil, where like you think you're doing something out of love, but it's not. It's pure evil, but you think you're doing it out of love. There's a lot of lost people, man. Yeah, like you know you know what I'm saying. Like that's what ends up happening. So then like all these people just are, just don't see the bigger picture on what's happening. And you just, they just get manipulated because like they're just in there and then they're all of a sudden easily just flipped. Boom. Everyone has a price. It's just a matter of like what their price is. Yeah, who starts that? That's crazy. But yeah, uh-huh. we, pieced it, we pieced together that whole freaking... Yeah, and then we were talking about, so going back, it was about the whole... Uh, oh, what's his face? Scientology. The Scientology. Yeah, because you're telling me you got to sell books and Scientology. That's where this guy that's, gets the money? That's how, he, that's how he started Scientology is because uh, Ron Hubbard... Uh, you know, he basically was selling his uh, his science fiction novels as as uh, religion. So what happens is, is people, as they climb up the different levels of the Scientology, they would have to buy the next book. Mm-hmm. And they'd have to get the next level and the next level and the next level. But you'd always constantly have to buy the next book. And then you would have to do what's called um, uh, audits. So they got this little machine that you go into like a room and they sit and they tell you if you're lying or not. Yeah, do you so know like a like lie an, detector? Like an audit, like an audit. So like they what's called they have what's called an engram. So an engram. So a lot of the stuff is kind of like it's it's kind of scientific like scientific kind of sense. Like so the whole idea of an engram is basically saying that if you have an engram inside your system, you can have an engram from when you're a baby or whatever. So all those subconscious uh, memories that are embedded into your body that you don't know about. Mm-hmm. So, they're called engrams, and what, what this is what he was calling them. And an only way to remove an engram is to have someone do an audit on you. So they would have to basically ask you questions until they finally found the engram, and then you would have to then release the engram and admit to that it. That seems almost uh, that seems kind of legit though, somewhat legit. It, that's what I'm saying. It, it seems was, like psychology. Like it was, it let's was, figure out what screwed you up as a kid. Yeah, and maybe in the cell, maybe that guy just needed an engram. Yeah, well, uh, to get an engram released because it was embedded in him. Yeah, it just so, the, really, so yeah. what they would do is they would put these electromagnetic machines. They would hold them. Um, and what happened is, is that the, the needle would go back and forth, back and, and forth. This and this is in Scientology. In this little like room that they're doing yeah, this thing. Yeah, where they do the audits. Hey, well, Catholics do confessions. It's yeah. kind of similar. Yeah. Is it not? So they do this, this, this dial goes back and forth, and they keep trying to pick at the engram until the dial stops moving, until they find peace. And then they find that they're no longer pumping out that subconscious electricity through. The thing. How is that even scientific though? Like, where's the electricity coming from? What is it? Maybe it's like they're a scared. Det- it's like a lie detector test. So you know, have you ever read the book uh, Power versus Force? Yeah. So th- we have what's called kinetic energy, that that, that uh, kinetic lie detector tests that our bodies can basically tell us whether we're telling the truth or or um, uh, honest or lying, even whether we know it or not. Subconsciously, it can tell us whether we're telling the truth. By or holding not. onto a machine through our muscles. So our muscles will basically um, either go strong or weak, depending on whether something. There's people is true that can. There's people that can dupe that, though. Can they not? Which one? They can dupe. This is for your own personal thing. Like you can, mm. like your muscles. Your muscles will go strong or weak depending on. So there's like a finger lock test you can do. So you can ask yourself questions and whether something's true or false. Like your, you either your fingers will go weak or they'll stay strong or the lock will stay. So like if Pow Pow was like, I am a black man, he'd be like, Yeah. <laughs> It wouldn't. It would. It wouldn't go through. 
<laughs> Atiano Chibe wouldn't go through. He'd be able yeah, to hold Atiano that thing. Atiano Chibe would be like, nope, not <laughs> happening. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah. So, but that's the thing. So that's that's how those that's how that works. So if you look at the it, like, if you ever want to read a book, Power versus Force, it explains a little bit about how um, that works, and then through that form of uh, testing, they were able to find different levels of frequencies based on. Um, emotional frequencies so like you know shame being at the bottom being rated at like 20 um, and then at the top of that would be enlightenment which would be at a thousand and this is the thing and they hold on to this little thing so that this this one they would do it but basically by with this electropods because they would actually pick up okay those small those yep. small levels of uh, frequencies Similar to like a lie detector, when they put you to a lie detector test, yep. and it checks the electrical pulses. Okay, so then they'll keep the, they'll so do they'll, this audit, but they film audit. you during the audit. Yeah, so they film every audit. Ooh, and then they use that against you. That's how they. That's how they. That's how they get you. Are we gonna get murdered? Which one? Uh, for talking about this? No, because we're not in Scientology, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, and we're not bashing it. This is purely educational purely purposes education, only. Yeah. Yeah, we're not releasing any we're secrets, not, are we? We're not South Park. <laughs> Holy South, shit, South yeah, don't. Southwood South South goes hard in the paint, man. <laughs> they went hard on the paint on, on, Tom, on, on Tom Cruise. On yeah. Tom Cruise, and he's just like, you know, and you, just, you just know everything. Yeah, I know, it's bad, just yeah. Know, you just know what to do. <laughs> you know everything. Did he have that freak out on Oprah a couple of years back and shit? Yeah, when he was in love with, with Katie Holmes. Yeah, 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 that was yeah, weird. He jumped up and down on the couch. I think Hollywood screwed with that guy's brain. <laughs> Well, he was basically the, he was given a wife and like all these weird things. Like if you follow his storyline, like they found a, a person and said, "Okay, you are his wife," and they said, "Like you have to be his wife because like she's like this specific like yeah like an act she's an actress who has to like play his wife." That's but in, weird. But in real life, they basically Scientologists said, "This is the woman that you're going to be with." Yeah, that's actually ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Some, like, weird. but if you try leaving. They hold all those little audits all those against tapes, you. All those audits and tapes they have against you, so you yeah. cannot leave the organization. You They're getting blackmailed to stay there. Because you got to remember, you're paying them for every audit. You have to pay for an audit, pay for the audits. How much pay. is the audit? I don't know. Whatever it is, it's like probably like any other session might be 150 bucks. I don't know what they are, but you have to pay for the audits. So you got to go in and pay for the audits, and you got to get the audits done on a regular basis, and you have to have so many audits done before you can get to the next level, to get the next level of books to figure out what the next. Uh, the next level is there, the just, audit thing seems kind of like good yeah so that's why people get addicted to them because it's a form of um release it's a uh yeah why you got to tape this shit though that's the thing it's 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 like a confession it's like a a, a moment of admission yeah it probably feels good to get rid of it and then yeah, watch the repenting. thing hit zero like yeah you feel so you probably feel when good you repent you're like oh i didn't know that blah 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 that's why so you feel good and you don't think about anything of it until you want to leave. Until you want to leave. And, like, and then they go like, you, remember know, that you don't want to leave. You remember that time you were talking about, you know, how you had uh, these weird thoughts about, you know. Sleeping with uh, your buddy's girlfriend. Or your and buddy's girlfriend or like what you did to that dog. You yeah. Remember what you, <laughs> you, remember what you did to that, that weird dog? shit you did to that dog? You don't dog? want us to release that, do you? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, man. I'm just like, now yeah. they're stuck. Yeah. You remember when you were 16 and you uh, broke into that car yeah. and then you stole that and then you freaking. Yeah. And then they keep all the money within the organization and they can buy buildings. They like, they. They put Who runs the business side of this? The, all, all of the top guys at the Scientology, they run it as a business. That's a full-on business. Yeah, because Ron Hubbard's not there anymore. So, But they can buy buildings. Yeah, I know. So they buy buildings because like... No lease, church, no nothing. And it's tax zero free. taxes. That's tax-free. So that's like, that tax-free shit. That's the tax-free stuff because they keep the money in the organization, right? Yeah. 
So as long as the money stays in the organization, it's fine. But what happens is, is you put the money into the organization, you guys got a building, and then he's leasing out all the stuff in the building and making money off of that lease. But they're still making money off of it, right? But it's staying within the organization. And it's tax-free. It's tax-free. So These mother making, truckers are smart, making bank. <laughs> making a beating. Didn't bro. these guys make that, that religion up, like the spaghetti monster, spaghetti heads? There's an actual religion out there that's like spaghetti monster, I think. I've never heard of this one. There's just people who wear spaghetti strainers on their head. Spaghetti like, strainers on the head? Like yeah. The- yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a giant troll, but it's like it's making fun of things like this. <laughs> Is it though? Is it making fun of it, or is it like a smart business move? Like it's a bit right? of both. It's a bit of both, and it's make it's it's kind of poking fun at um, uh, a, a bunch of different things. Like uh, for I think in Canada now, uh, you if you're wearing a turban, you don't have to wear a helmet on your motorcycle. I guess you can't wear a helmet if you got a turban on. Yeah, but there's a big there's a big thing there's a big thing with it. Basically, what's saying. Basically, what's happening is is that you're basically saying that you can't ride a motorcycle because you're wearing a turban, which is like, what? Like, why would you? First of all, I don't even know why they even have these laws, like, for adults anyways. Like, why is there a seatbelt law? Why, like... I don't know. We're all adults. If I want to ride, rip around on my bike and not wear a helmet and crack my head, that's my problem. Yeah, except someone's got to clean that shit up. Yeah, but that... <laughs> does that... Does that... Okay. Becomes here's a problem. Here's, here, here's, here's, a, here's, a, here's a pushback to that. Does does that not create jobs for people? Does, how does that stimulate economy for private business? Do you business want that job? Uh, I don't know. There's, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I want that job. But I mean, there's okay. Let's think about this though. How many ambulances are going out? There's maintenance on ambulances. Oh, it's, so, there's, it, it's so funny. I saw this uh, this comedian, this little kid. He was like a twelve year old kid. He was just like, yo, man. He was like, he was talking about the stuff that he, the stuff that was fun that that we used to do as when we were kids. Because we can't do them anymore because they're illegal. <laughs> Yeah, none of them. <laughs> none of them. They couldn't ride in the back of a truck. <laughs> Dude, I was doing that all the time back in the day, man. I was in the back of the pick. Whenever anyone, like my uncle, whenever anyone would show just up at the spot, the the just get in the back of that bitch, man, and you're just riding down. If you were to see that today, there'd be like, I don't know how many phone calls of people. Oh, my God. Swat would show up, and this guy would be in jail for life for like endangering his child or like yeah like like social services would show up also like india and stuff like that where they have kids like riding on motorcycles like just like they're just on the motorcycle they don't give two flying shits over there man (laughs) dude an asian shit man you'll see like 15 people yeah you'll see like 15 people on one bike like it's nuts you're like how's this bike even still up and they're like these little 50 cc things that are like little mosquitoes like I used to rip around in those things and just crank them like, ding, 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 ding. And they're probably like, oh, just another fucking white guy in here just ripping around in this thing. No laws. I was like, red light, fuck it. Like, it was so fun. <laughs> it's so fun. It was the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like, no lanes, no nothing. Everyone just drives. Yeah. It was brilliant. It was like, do what you want to do. Just go. Yeah. Yes. I didn't see one accident when I, when well, I was there. You have to there. be more aware. The problem is, is there's so many laws and rules now that people go on autopilot because they just assume everyone else is following the rules. Yeah, they full-on go autopilot. And this is crazy. This is why, uh, you know, there's the, the Asian, the bad rap of Asians being bad drivers. They're not bad drivers. They're freaking amazing drivers. They just come over here and we have so much, like, rigid structure with shit. It's like, okay, what do you mean I can't just, like, go into the lane? I have to... I have to do this, I have to do that, I have to do this. Over there, it's insane. Like, you're constantly ducking, diving, dodging, weaving. Like, it's like getting to and from work is like, you could die. We, you could die here in North America, but there it's like, no one, like traffic circles there? Come on. 
It's like it's I've, an art. I've, it's an art form. I've seen some videos where the traffic circle and there's people crossing the street in the traffic circle and nobody blinks an eye. And Dude, I was doing just, that. They don't care. They just drive right just past like, you. Just walks past and the guy just walks across the circle and the guy, everyone just drives. Everyone just him. goes around you. Yeah, like they know what to do. Yeah, like they're extremely like aware and, and talented and like yeah, they know what's going on. But then they show up here. And it's like wait, all these rules, all these weird, stupid they don't rules. Understand what's going on? Yeah, they don't understand what's going on. It's like, what do you mean I can't just drive here, right? Yeah, over there it's like a free for all of all free for alls, which is like pretty fun actually. I'm not gonna lie, I, I thoroughly enjoyed driving around in Asia. Yeah, yeah, I'll do it again. Yeah, That's I, need a, to, I need to go down there. It's a wild. Actually, I like Europe. I want to go check up Europe again. Europe we gotta again. hit it up, man. Thought cool. exchange. Yeah, we're thinking about uh, we need to go hit the, the pyramids. Thought exchange travel, yeah. We need definitely need to see the pyramids. I want to see Gobekli Tepe. You you just you create it. I'll just show up. I'll create it. Yeah. Just go to Gobekli Tepe. Yeah, I don't know. Gobekli Tepe. Yeah. Gobekli Tepe. It's where the uh, the Tower of Babel was buried. 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 It's buried. Like it's like the, just the top of the tower is out, and they just found it, and they're just like, oh, and so they're like. Oh wow! Slowly digging it down. Can you it's dig in down into it? Yeah, that's what they're doing. It's in Turkey, <laughs> and then like that's pretty sick. Over there too, they also have the Ark of Noah. Is this the side of the mountain? The Noah's Noah, Ark. Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark. Yeah, it's on the top of. Uh, oh, what mountain was that? Not Mount Arafat, is it? I don't know. I forget the name of the top of that oh, mountain. Yeah, but it's on top of a mountain. You look at it, and I'm like, yeah, that looks like. Yeah, a there's a, there's boat ruins up there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And then uh, what other place you got to go check out too? I want to go check out uh, Babylon, um, old old Babylon. What are they uh, like the Babylonian ruins? Yeah. And the other one would be is the the, the pyramids. And then we got to go check out Jerusalem. I'm in on that trip. Right, just like a full like hit that whole area up. Hit it up. Bring yeah. some cameras. Bring some cameras. Interview it's, some people. It's scary though, man. We need someone that speaks Hebrew or like. I got Arabic that. I got the connect. You got the connect. I got the connect. Yeah. 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 I think I want to learn. I got to learn Hebrew then. Dude, what do you think I wrote on our wall the other day? Yeah, you wrote some massive Hebrew on the wall. Yeah, like, I know. Like had a Jewish banner, girlfriend at one under, point. Under, underneath the Bandersnatch. Yeah, I know. Point. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a little wild. I've been known to write a little Hebrew from every now and then. <laughs> Self-taught. You're a little Yiddish. I'm a little Yiddish. Yeah. When I grow my beard out, eh? You know, it's so funny. Someone called me Yiddish one time. I didn't even realize it. I was like, yeah, actually, I'm kind of dressed a little Yiddish. <laughs> you do look it sometimes. So I had my full beard on and my full oh, beard man. on. And I was wearing my, uh, just my normal suit and whatever. But I had my, my, my scarf on. But my scarf was like that checkered scarf. Yeah. And then I had my, yeah, your my, little... my fedora on. And I was just like straight out Yiddish. <laughs> I was just like. And someone called me out and goes, what's up with you? You're looking a little Yiddish today. And I go, what? And I look and I go, holy smokes, I am. I did not plan that. Who says that to somebody? That's hilarious. <laughs> holy shit, eh? Call me Yiddish. Oh, man. What are you thinking, Stevie Van D? You're you a, a little bit Yiddish, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> the... The the whole story here is that Fantastic Planet. Yeah, the most fucked up movie you've ever seen. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it because I was watching a bit of it and it was a little weird. I personally want to watch it with you. I'll uh, I want to I want to I want to see your reaction. It was like a weird sexual cartoon alien. Like they were all naked and walking around. I'm just like, (laughs) who who comes up with? this? I don't know. I'm fascinated by those. I was just I just wanted an English version of it because I don't speak French. 
Yeah. So if you found the English subtitle version, I'm down to watch it. <laughs> All right. I think on that note, we let her go then. Let her go. That's our, that's what that's what we're gonna do today. That's the thought exchange today. Yeah. So we'll check out uh, Fantastic Planet. Uh, take a look at that and the cell too, actually. And you know what? Uh, yeah, the cell's a. Uh, I I think I actually really liked it. I don't know about you. I like. Well, it was good. There's a couple of films that were interesting. So the cell was interesting. If you have time, watch uh, OA. OA is a really cool. OA uh, was cool too. Yeah. OA is a really cool concept as well. That's that's original, on Netflix though. That's on Netflix. That's the OA. Like yeah. O. The original yeah. Angel is what it's based off. So yeah. OA. And then you have the other one, which is the Bandersnatch, which was a little wild too. Bandersnatch was pretty cool. So those are all kind of in the same similar concept in terms of like multi-dimensional mind. Fuck type movies. Fuck type movies. Maybe Fantastic Planet. Fantastic Planet's up there too, yeah. in that same shit. And then also we talked about too, the Anunnaki, so you can look up at Inky and see what he did and, and the whole story about the Anunnaki from the Sumerian texts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, I guess that's uh, that's Thought Exchange episode here. Yeah, it was good. Thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, I'm Steve Van Deest, and this is my boy... Uh, Cameron Barkey, what's up? Cameron Barkey. Um, everyone on the live, thanks for joining in. We're cutting out. Yeah. Take care, guys. See you guys next week. Peace. Hey, peace.